0: Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Don't Give Up Skeleton. I'm your host, Jeremy Greer. This week's guest is Andy. Andy is a musician from the UK. He's a huge Souls fan and Souls nerd. Uh, he started playing Demon Souls and then has gone through pretty much in a chronological order. And uh, we talk about all of his various experiences with the games and uh, kind of come in to find what they mean to him. Um, I mentioned he's a musician, so stay tuned to the very end of the podcast to listen to some of his band uh, play, which is called The English Jones. There's a link to that in the show notes if you want to hear more of that as well so please enjoy this episode
1: mid-2000s i wasn't playing many video games but just randomly, uh, about 2007, 2008, I just wanted to play uh, Ocarina of Time again. Um, So I bought a second-hand GameCube, played Ocarina of Time, and then proceeded to play all of the other available Zelda games uh, (laughs) that I could get through that. Through having a GameCube, I then bought um, Killer7, and I think that's the game that taught me patience in, in a game and not, you know, throwing it, Or trading it back in again the moment that you don't like it because that was a difficult. That was it was an odd game. It was a difficult game and it was really just weird. But I really stuck
0: with (laughs) it. It's extremely weird.
1: I I adore it. So uh, and through that, then I got a PlayStation Three just solely for Resident Evil Five, and then kept on seeing these features about Demon Souls, and it was I think it was released on my birthday. Um, the Black Phantom Edition. So I I got that for my birthday. Played it um, just the kind of like the cheap version, you know, with the Royal, uh, just using spells. Completed it, but because I'm a bit of a trophy whore, I wanted to get the the full Platinum. So I just, I I think I left it for about six months because it was just too difficult. Went back again and was like, right, I'm going to get every single one now. And um, yeah, so that got me... Um, ridiculously addicted, and then what was it? A couple of years later, uh, Dark Souls one came out, and um, and that was it. I was hooked. <laughs>
0: yeah. So I'm curious, uh, like, what drove you to pick up Demon Souls in the first place? Because it was it was kind of a, a niche game; like, it didn't get much of a, a press tour or anything like that. And um, like the you know, for you to go out and be like, I want this specific game. What, what what was the thing that was driving you? Did you see trailers? Did you hear people talking about it? um there was just i think i read a magazine feature um because that was sort of
1: before the time i was uh using youtube regularly and what can i say i like walk i like playing a man with a sword hitting things and dragons so uh i I was a ridiculously big uh dungeons and dragons nerd when i was in school so it's just yeah um yeah, orcs, goblins, and all of that rubbish. Um, I, I, I was fully on board for it. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was
0: nice. What was that experience like? Uh, because I know for a lot of people, like Demon Souls, is such a shift away from any video game, much less if you really weren't playing a whole lot of video games at that time. What was it? Uh, was it difficult? Like, did you have a hard time with it? I did. It was it's kind of like the, the you know the stuck answer when most people talk
1: about the undead burg like having 6 hours on on the first uh, level but um yeah it was uh because you you with the black phantom edition you got the um uh, basically the step by step guide on how to do it. I, I kind of I, I I went through it all right but I knew nothing of builds, you know, that was that was only a word I kind of heard regularly once i started listening to bonfire so chat and stuff so i was just basically putting whenever i was going up a level i was just putting it in the next available slot so let's say if it's like strength i'd put one in that and then endurance and then i'd just go down and then start to the bottom again so i was just <laughs> i don't mean to laugh i'm sorry that's a really good way to- <laughs> well, I, was, I was a dope so but it was yeah so i was ridiculously high leveled but i was just completely inept and um uh, so yeah so fast forward a few years and i'd listen to dark so, uh, to uh, bonfireside so chat and it's like oh hold well on so if I just like put everything in strength I'll be you know an, uh, an uber god and uh, yeah
0: so uh, mm, learning curve <laughs> what was it like uh, just experiencing that, that story for the first time in Demon's Souls the, the the way that that game tells tells its story the way that all of these games tell its story is, is remarkably different I know my first few times through any of them I'm, I basically come out of it like what the hell did I just finish what did I just do <laughs>
1: Yeah. It was the the, the the story I didn't even really kind of pay any attention to again until uh Bonfire side chat when they started talking about oh yeah the story's hidden in the items I was like huh? <laughs> So um yeah it was just fight the big bad man at the end and that was the story for me basically. I wasn't kind of, you know, uh paying any attention to all those people that were drowned in um Oh god what is it new new uh, new Londo and mm-hmm. stuff like that so mm-hmm. uh, yeah was, that that just went straight over my head <laughs> <laughs>
0: But you were hooked what did the, and you used the word hooked like what is that what does that look like were you just playing it constantly did you do a bunch of different runs were you scouring the um, internet for videos and, and things
1: Again I wasn't really I, it's only been the past four or five years that I've been uh scaring uh like youtube for run-throughs and stuff like that because again I, de- I didn't realize you could speed run it and stuff like that My my first run on dark souls and demon souls pretty i think demon souls was about 70 hour first run and then dark souls was 40 hours but it was just i was just i, I, I love to explore so um and just getting ridiculously who was i ridiculously stuck on in um demon souls uh I think it was like the, the 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 tower night. It was like yeah, r- run around and whack all the dudes firing <laughs> at you. I mean, that was just that was a, a big stumbler for
0: a, a good week <laughs> or so. Yeah, I'll, I think a lot of the bosses and, and, and I've demons never... are are super difficult sometimes. Like it's uh, just going into them for the first time and trying to figure out. Like armored spider spider for me was one where I was like, how do I even get close to this thing? I don't understand what yeah. I'm supposed to be doing.
1: I I I, I must admit, I'll, I'll I've got platinums in every single game but i've never actually fought um king galant at the end fairly i've just stood on the outskirts of his kind of aggro range and just poisoned him to death
0: (laughs) because
1: yeah nasty
0: it's a tough fight
1: (laughs) it's a really hard fight i'll go but it's it's, uh my playstation 3 is currently in the loft but i will get it down one day so uh and 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 him fair
0: or you could uh just wait for that inevitable demon souls remaster which is definitely for real happening we we all know it's going to come true one day yes yeah fingers crossed <laughs> well was it like jumping from from demons to dark like did you were you pretty excited for it like were you following at this point like were you following the the run-up and the hype uh, ahead of it
1: um kind of again it was uh um i just kept on seeing it featured on um the front of magazines and stuff like that and I, I wasn't particularly uh kind of social media savvy or anything at that point so uh, it was like i knew it was coming and I'd, I'd pre-ordered the special edition with the the disc the um soundtrack disc and stuff like that but it was just i, I was quite happy to just kind of like uh, wait for it until it appeared so um but yeah, it was like the, the the first time you run into one of those black Knights, It's uh, it's um it's proper kind of like oh god. So uh, <laughs> yeah, it's um and the, and the seven hours that you spend in the uh, undead berg as well because you know that that really does take seven hours to do. <laughs>
0: so, did did any, uh, did any of your demon souls knowledge transfer over to be able to to help you out, or were you, did you feel like you were starting from scratch?
1: Um. I, I, probably from scratch i think because as i say you know builds was just you know something you do with lego as far as in the, that term I, I didn't know what they were so again it was just um adding uh adding a level to every single stat even to the absolutely useless ones so it was uh, by the time i got to ornstein and Smo, it was uh that, that, that was a that was a proper stumbler. That was um, I think I only ended up uh, killing those the first time by cheesing them with the um, uh, the the butterfly shield, the the thing that you get from uh, yes, yeah, the shield that kind of uh, like shoot lasers or something like that. Oh, yeah, that, was yeah, yeah. Was, uh,
0: that was before it was patched. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that thing was uh, super broken on the release, wasn't it? Or did it? Yes. it was something like it would. Uh... The laser would do the damage of the item that you had in your right hand, so you could just like equip a big ass like axe or something, and then just blow stuff away from range.
1: <laughs> i I'd totally forgotten it because it's been so long ago. It's like, ooh, maybe I'll have to go uh, go and play that again. But it's uh, yeah, it's, it's it's unfair that they keep on patching stuff. It's like if it, it it's their fault that it was broken on release, so they should you know just put their hands up and go, yeah, it's broken. That's it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I liked a, I liked a lot of the weird glitches that Dark Souls had. Um, I've, uh-huh. I've told a story a hundred times, but the the one where you could spit out prism stones out of the dragon's head mouth at like a thousand miles per hour, it will always be like my, one of my favorite things ever. Just <laughs> machine gunning those things out at the speed of the speed of sound, essentially, it's just really funny <laughs> to me.
1: I, I there was one glitch with the dragon head I, don't, I think it was just you you kept undoing something and then you just your souls just ramped up and ramped up and ramped up and. Uh, I think I did that a few times, and I ended up at I don't know level five hundred or something. But <laughs> I, I was still ridiculously uh, terrible at it. I, it was it was basically just trying to tank every single uh, uh, boss. So, it's, a, it's kind of
0: a, it's weird how Dark Souls <laughs> will allow you to level up as much as you want to. Um, like you could grind that out and you could do that, but it won't actually help you all that much. Like at a certain point, it's just yeah. you have to be able to play the game in order to progress.
1: I wish I would have taped the first playthrough because it would have just been just hours of hitting my head against the various bosses and stuff like that. So, um, but uh, yeah,
0: <laughs> you wish you had like a uh, just a montage of you being really frustrated, <laughs>
1: <laughs> throwing the controller across the room, <laughs> blaming the controller
0: for everything.
1: <laughs>
0: so so after well, so uh, you finished Dark Souls 1 and uh, yep. did you like are you trying to find more Souls games at this point or, or were you just doing like a different playthrough with a different style of build or what was your, where, where did you go from there? Um, I, I did jump onto other
1: games but quite happily um, if there's no other games ever released I'll be quite happy to just play you know the, the Souls games and Bloodborne over and over and over again because it's just, I'm, I'm midway through a Bloodborne Um, uh, playthrough at the moment and I just I've uh, I just stopped paying attention to new games really it's you know it's um, I don't know I'm I'm, I'm old and hokey so uh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) just one of those things where you just want to play Souls games and not really anything else
1: yeah 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 although uh, yeah uh, just to Quickly divert. It was when Neo came out, I got all excited for it. But then I, I, I watched Low Boss playing it, and it was like, oh, no, that's no, that's not for me. And then there's been a couple of other kind of like Soulsy games. So,
0: what what's the the terrible one? Is it Lords of the Fallen? That's the that's the one that people seem to hate the most. Yeah,
1: yeah, I, I, I think it was free on PlayStation Plus or whatever, and I downloaded it, and I think I beat the first boss, and then I was like, well, well let's go back to Dark Souls Three.
0: Yeah, I, I think I did the same thing. I got to, <clears throat> with Lords of the Fallen, I got to, like, uh, I want to say it was, like, the second boss, but I just I just hated the aesthetic of that game. I didn't like the movement. There's so much stuff that was wrong with it, and I I really should go visit it now that it's not a, in my head, it's not a Souls-like anymore. I just, just tried out again without that yeah. kind of, um, I guess, um, prejudice against it already. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. it... it I I, I like to I I like to think that just that aesthetic is going to turn me off entirely. Like it just looked like what if Warcraft but like dark, and I'm not really super into there. So.
1: What's the one? Oh, Dark Side. The, it, it kind of reminded me of the Dark games as well. That's the one where you play death and stuff, isn't it? Yeah. And, uh, mm-hmm. that, they were kind of all right, but again, it was just you know it was like playing a man that's only two feet tall and eight foot wide. It was just it was a bit. Mm, uh.
0: It wasn't quite what you were <laughs> looking for. No, no. Uh, <laughs> so you just went back to Dark Souls again?
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I did actually with with Dark Souls, it's kind of I, I stopped playing it for I think while I played the remaster of um uh, the, the PlayStation three remaster of Shadow of the Colossus. Once I'd finished that I went back and basically just three weeks just camped at the uh, the, the door outside uh, Artorias's. Artorius's um uh, arena mm-hmm. and just spent three weeks helping people out either killing artorius or the um or calamity because th- that was amazing it was uh just you know it's it's nice
0: helping people i was just about to ask <laughs> if you got into the online stuff at all it's uh it can be so rewarding just like camping out at a certain boss and just spending several hours helping a bunch of people kill a boss that they have a problem with like and it's and it's it just can be a lot of fun just sitting there and you know d- gesturing at them when you spawn in and showing them secrets and, and, you know, just, you know, just having a good time.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did also do, I I, I ripped off, the, there was one of the, the, the original guys from Kane and Rince, he mentioned he was doing uh, a Dark Wraith character, but he, he'd invade people and then just drop really uh, expensive weapons and really powerful, uh, you know, or a whole bunch of... Um, uh, humanity and stuff and then just wave at them and then uh, quit out and it was just, that was quite good fun you know because you'd see some people and they'd get really scared when you spawn in but then you go look there, there you go have a large sum of money and then you'd spawn out again. and it was like oh.
0: <laughs> yeah playing uh, Souls Christmas or Souls Santa was, was is a lot of fun too like just dropping a bunch of stuff um, I was one of the weirdos that had a like a save scum file for 360 so it was really easy just to boot up something with a bunch of just random crap and like here's a soul of Gwyn for you. Merry Christmas. And then just, like, you know, black crystal out and, like, bye. <laughs> Always a good time to do that kind of stuff. I didn't really do the kind of the, the, the
1: Fashion Souls thing, but in Dark Souls 1 there was the um, – uh, I also – have you played uh, Resident Evil 4? I have, yep. There was the bit in the castle where you get the uh, the knights and then the, um, the, the Plaga thing spouts out their head. You could get a really good um, – uh, kind of substitute for that. If you had the, I think it was the black armor set, and then the bloated sorceress head on, you oh, basically yeah. <laughs> looked like one of those. So that was my go-to for for pretty much all of um,
0: all the Dark Souls. I did one that was similar, um, except I went and got infected by the, the little crawly dudes down in. Um, oh yeah, and then of course that, that makes your head turn into a, just a giant worm, essentially. And I always thought that was like it has no real purpose. Like it just it's just a, <laughs> it's, just a it's just a thing, but it's just such so weird and different that I, I loved it.
1: And it's quite well hidden, isn't it? So I guess when people see you for the first time, they're like. <laughs> What's up with you?
0: Yeah, that's some of my fu- my favorite experiences in Souls games is like summoning people and being like, "Where did you get that? What, what is that? What is? <laughs> where am I right now? Like, what? We- it just makes you question about like any anything is possible in this game."
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So from there, did you go to the sequels? Did you keep, or did you go back to Demon Souls, or what? What did you?
1: Um, I think I pretty much played Dark Souls right up until uh, Dark Souls Two uh, got released and um took the day off work and then waited around all day and then it finally got delivered at seven o'clock at night so that was a, <laughs> a, 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 that was a well-timed holiday
0: isn't that so frustrating i um <laughs> when the ps4 was coming out it, it literally came out on my birthday <coughs> and i I wanted to take the, D, the, the day off and so um but i knew my ups guy doesn't like show up in my neighborhood till like you know four o'clock in the afternoon or something so the the week previous i was like hey Is there any way? And he's like, sure, yeah, yeah. Here's my phone number. Just text me that morning. I'll come meet you somewhere. So at like 9 a.m., he's leaving the UPS thing, and I'm pulling up beside him, and he's handing me my shit. And I'm like, yes, this is the best. Being in the know, awesome. Yeah, yeah. It it helps to bribe your UPS drivers, everybody. That's what I'm here to say. (laughs) Just give them Christmas cookies every year. They'll love you.
1: Yeah, it was Dark Souls 2. It was – I'm going to be one of those people where it was like – it, but it just it didn't kind of feel the same. And then the D, DLCs came out, and they were just ridiculously tough. Um, but then I think it was last no, not last year, the year before. I uh, sh- uh, Scholar of the First Sin was on sale for like nine pounds, mm-hmm. so I bought that and played through it again. And it was I, I think I actually enjoyed playing through Scholar of the First Sin better than i did the original dark souls uh D- dark souls 2 so um yeah although some of the the uh the i completed uh luca tales quest in a really really roundabout way because it was I, I think i actually messed up meeting her throughout the story but then kind of like somehow managed to um i kept on uh oh god uh the bonfire aesthetic in the um the the rotten dude and beat him four or five times and then she randomly turned up a final pace, and I was like, I've no idea how I've completed this quest but thank you very much, I'll have my trophy thank you so.
0: <laughs> Always a fun time when you just get rewarded for something that you haven't really done Yeah, it was really good it, uh, the, that rotten when you're just poking him with uh,
1: like one of the um, the like the kind of fencing pokey style swords, that was really good fun. So, because uh, I, I bounced off him tons and tons, so uh, it was like when, once you got the, the strategy down, it was uh, yeah. I just kept on. I think I bonfired it about five or six times, and just kept on going over him. And it was like this is fun. This is. So, uh, and there was the, it's, the, it's the it's the old uh, moan that there was just way too many men in armor as uh, bosses really
0: gotcha. i was going to ask what you think the difference between scholar and the vanilla version was that you that you tended to like scholar better was it just the the faster frame rate or was it the actual like changes that they made to the world design or what do you, what do you think it was
1: uh i think it was yeah because like some of the, um, the 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 monsters were uh, changed around weren't they and um whether it was because I, pl- I played the original first time it was it just it seemed easier because I just romped through uh, all three of the DLC's without any issue and I really remember uh, struggling with the, the the second one which is the, the the tower of the the broom tower or whatever that was that just seemed ridiculously hard but um,
0: yeah I was I knew what bells were for this one so yes <laughs> <laughs> I'd finally figure out how to play this game <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, it's only taken three four years yeah <laughs>
0: Were you uh, by this point? Were you trying to piece together the story on your own? Like, were you because coming from you know now that you've had some history with the series and you've had some experience with it, like knowing that they tell that story via item descriptions, are you are you trying to ferret out all of the meanings yourself? Or Are you just kind of playing through and then relying on like the bonfire side chat boys or some YouTube videos to to fill in those gaps for you?
1: Yeah, pretty much the the, the latter. It was like there was odd things, you know, there's the the, the broken Lord vessel in the uh, the basement of the house and stuff but um i'd quite happily just play through it myself and then listen to a a podcast and when they'd mention it would be like oh okay let's go back and i i I know what i'm looking for but it was just nice to kind of like do it yourself sort of thing so uh yeah but again it was like the 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 story's kind of secondary it's all for the most part it's all about just the, the, the the playing with me so um yeah, because like some of the some of the lore videos I watched are just like wow, that's just like it's a proper deep dive. So um, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, I can't I can't go that deep. I've tried. Like I've I've um, I, I really enjoy like experiencing the games, and I really enjoy um, hearing lore theories and things like that. And I kind of on certain topics, I actually love to kind of get deep and kind of go into the the mechanics or the the small minutia of it uh but actually putting together like a, a blanket theory or even if, if it's just about one character or aspect of the game i just my brain just doesn't work that way man
1: uh-huh. yeah <laughs> i do not uh, yeah it was It's like i've watched a few of the Vati videos and it's like yeah it's like i i i've heard people on your podcast and they 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 were like oh i i, I love his videos and it's like it's um I've tried but it's just I, I can't invest myself that deeply into it it's it's kind of the same with uh, Richard Pillbeam as well it's like when he, he just discovers the tiniest little things and it's absolutely fascinating and it's like just how do you notice this <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's because Richard does nothing but play Bloodborne for about 18 hours a day <laughs> when he's not getting his literal PhD he's playing Bloodborne that's all that dude does <laughs> I, I I talked to am he, I'm in in uh, some Discord servers with Richard and it's just like I feel like that's okay. all that dude does is just like just explore the hell out of Bloodborne. And I'm like, I know that dude is like because he reports podcasts with Sin and he does all this other stuff and he's got his PhD yeah. and he's making a game and all of this. And I'm like, how do you have time to play Bloodborne this much, Doc? What are you doing? <laughs> I do I, he,
1: He's like the when he popped up on podcasts and stuff like that, and he, you know, he mentions the tiniest thing, and you've got, I've, I've, I've got to boot it up and just play it until I get to that part, just so I can see. It in my <laughs> exactly, yeah. So, yeah, yeah.
0: That kind of enthusiasm he, he, for the game is really infectious. I think.
1: Yes. Yeah. He, he's caused me to, you know, play a, a new run through of Bloodborne about three or four times. So um, thank you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How many times did you play through Dark Souls 2? on the Scholar version? Too. Um,
1: just enough until I platinumed it really. And then I was, uh, uh, and then I think I started playing whatever, whatever other games were released after that, which I can't remember was Lollipop Chainsaw and uh, I don't know, maybe I can't even remember. I don't know. It, it's, it's it's my my gaming is pretty much just like huge months and months of Dark Souls or Dark Souls 2 or Dark Souls 3 or Bloodborne and then just tiny little few weeks <laughs> where I play a game and go oh, it's doing for me. Yeah.
0: Is there any other game series that does that for you? Like can you pick up a like you mentioned Zelda earlier. Like Zelda and Dark Souls has shared a lot of DNA together. Like can you can you go months and months just playing Zelda games? No, not really. It's I
1: I stopped. What was the last Zelda game I played? Uh the Twilight Princess,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then I just um, that was where, that was when I just before just before I got the the PlayStation, and just I've been a Sony fanboy ever since. And it's kind of I haven't played the 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 newest Zelda. It's I think it's more of a kind of like nostalgia thing. It was always um, Ocarina of Time was a real you know milestone when I had it on the N sixty four originally. But then yeah, the Twilight Princess and then I played Wind Waker and it was like yeah, yeah it's... but you know it's we're,
0: so, we're gonna have yeah. to fight because Wind Waker is my favorite Zelda game, so now I'm going to yeah. hang up this call and stop the recording. <laughs> <laughs> it's been nice
1: talking to you.
0: <laughs> Did you see that they're remaking uh Link's Awakening? Did you see that news recently?
1: No, that's a game I've never played, so uh it was um uh Are they remaking it for the Switch? Yeah.
0: Mm hmm. They're, uh, okay. And it's not just a port, like, they're doing like a complete, like, graphical remake thing. Um, and it looks, it looks gorgeous. It's like got a weird claymation almost style to it. But, uh, least awakening is probably like, up there with the original zelda as being one of the weirdest games i've ever played like i was really really Um, young and it gives me those dark souls vibes because you you wash up on a beach and you're just wandering around and nothing makes sense like things that are talking uh, to you just doesn't nothing makes sense whatsoever people are telling you to do things and you're doing them and you don't know why and yeah that that sense of mystery is is a big thing for me and uh that you know of course dark souls has that so yeah I'm just rant. This is the first time I've got to record a podcast since they made that announcement, so I guess this is me talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> so after uh Dark Souls 2, you uh I'm guessing that you went straight into Bloodborne? Did you pick up the PS4 specifically for that game, or were you already kind of invested in the Sony platform at that point?
1: Uh it was about um I didn't pick up Bloodborne immediately on release. It was um I was still listening to Bonfire side chat. And so I, I, I was getting annoyed because like Gary and Cole kept on saying weird names like Yarnum and Yaha Ghoul And I was kind of invested and I was just like, this is annoying me. I need to play it. So yeah, uh, I, I bought my Bloodborne machine and um, uh, and I was very grateful. So, uh, <laughs> was, but yeah, it was a, uh, it, it was totally different learning curve compared to uh, the other two just with uh when i first saw it advertised and it was like the gun uh mechanic i was like because i like hiding behind a big shield so that that took a bit of uh going through but um yeah it's I, i think that's my favorite out of all of them it's um uh although my one um problem with it is that you know they've made some um, amazing creatures and the the, you know lovecraftian things and then they go and kind of uh ruin it by making the 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 alien characters just look really stupid with the big heads they could have done anything else and made it look quite creepy but it's like no let's have a big blue wobbly head
0: You don't think that the, the kind of contrast between the, the two styles is what because is what, that, that definitely creeped me out but it sounds like it kind of just made you laugh more than anything.
1: Yeah, it, it's and isn't it when you get kind of close to them they kind of make a make a kind of and it's like <laughs> <laughs> That didn't quite land
0: for you is what it sounds like.
1: <laughs> no, at least they got me like halfway through the game before they kind of like, you know, pissy me cornflakes so um, yeah, but it was although I did um, doing the DLC I'd I'd made the same mistake with original Dark Souls with the the Artorias DLC going into it in New Game Plus so that was pretty tough and then doing you know the the Bloodborne DLC because you know ridiculously tough and then playing it in uh new game plus was just oh that was horrible especially you know, the orphan of Kos. oh god <laughs>
0: <laughs> my favorite boss of the series my, my special boy uh, orphan of Kos. Um yeah
1: i like getting shouted at while i'm fighting somebody just you know like screeching and just you know just ha- propping to throw a hit throwing a proper hissy fit at you for uh Uh, daring to, um,
0: Hey, it's his beach. (laughs) You're the one that walked through the fog door. Like there was a clear demarcation point. (laughs) He doesn't get mad at you before you walk through the fog door.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And and now I shall fight you on the corpse of your dead mother. That's like, that's pretty cool as well.
0: (laughs) Is it metal? (laughs) Very metal. (laughs) Yeah. Bloodborne is is such an interesting game. Like it was such a departure from the, the previous series, uh, like even going through it going into it with as many hours as i had on all of the other games like i it it was it was still a challenge you know like it still felt completely different while feeling super familiar did you have any of those like moments of i almost know how to do this but it's not quite the same so i'm actually worse somehow
1: yeah um it, it's, it's, it's like with the gun mechanics I, I still I, even when I've picked it up recently, it still kind of takes uh, takes a few seconds to kind of get used to it and realise that it's not a shield, you know. <laughs> it's, I, I can pretty much parry one of the big brick uh, trolls every single time, but there's other characters where it's just like, I haven't even got a, a, a chance in hell of doing this. So, yeah, it's I, I'm still kind of like hit somebody and then run away very, very, very quickly. So it's like with the the uh, ROM, my because I think Cole described it as uh, American football, the way of doing that uh, boss fight, and that's pretty much how I play it. I run up to him, whack him until he disappears. Or is it a her? It's It's a a her. her. Yeah, she's okay. (laughs) She's a prego spider. (laughs) Go up and hit it till she disappears. Then when all the spiders drop. Just kind of run away very quickly, and then find a little space, going whack it once, and then run away. Takes ages, but <laughs> it seems to work for me every single time. It um, may
0: take ages, but at least you don't die constantly, right? Yeah.
1: Or it's I've seen some playthroughs where you know people get the ridiculously overpowered weapon, and then they've like you know taken off three quarters of its health in the first go, and it's like, how do you even manage that? <laughs> or is it like? Um, Kind of managing the uh, stumble mechanics, or uh, so it kind of you know it's just about to phase out, and then because you cause it to stumble, it phases back in again, and it's like, oh.
0: yeah. How um, do people there's a uh, there's a speedrunner that's been running Bloodborne at AGTQ for the last couple of years. Um, <clears throat> his name is Jesus T.Here's Toast, and he's got like this. Oh, I love him. He's yeah, ace. Uh, and he goes through and like explains like the the way. <laughs> The, the, the overall presentation sometimes wears a bit thin for me. Like when he's, you know, yelling about Miyazaki, like personally punishing the run or whatever, like all that stuff is very yeah. funny, but I've really, really enjoyed the educational stuff of where he's like, okay, we're going to do a R one an and L one and R one, and that's going to stagger the front foot. And then we're going to come over here and stagger the second foot. And we could take the visceral, <laughs> but we're not because we're going to get one more shot in. And now we're taking the visceral and she's dead. Like talking about the cleric beast. And I'm just, that's the kind of stuff that I wish speedrunners did all of the time, because it's so interesting, yeah, yeah. like figuring out all, how well that works.
1: It's, um, I've spent hours watching Lobos um, you know the, the the Patience Elemental and just some of his <laughs> runs it's just you know it's like I, 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 I don't watch every single You know, because some of his videos sometimes are just like two hours of him spent hitting his head against uh, a a boss. And it's like, well, you know, I've only got half an hour to watch this. So, you know, you you fast forward a good chunk of it, but it's just, it's amazing how calm he remains. That it's just, you know, I would have gone through three controllers at that point. So, uh,
0: (laughs) Yeah, I never... um... There's something about Dark Souls One that that taught me enough patience in these games to, to know that like dying just doesn't really matter. So the only time I get I get super frustrated in video games anymore is, is when I feel like things are drastically unfair or they're wasting my time. Like that's when I start Ooh. getting like all right. And even then, like if they're if they're showing me like a twenty minute cutscene or something, like I'm looking at Twitter. Like I'm not I'm just not engaging with the game at that point. But I never get like controller breaking anger anymore. Do the game still kind of inspire <laughs> that emotion in you? Um when I was
1: playing through the uh, the PS3 remaster of um, Shadow of the Colossus, I love that game. That was there was just the the third um, uh, timed time attack of Gaius, I think it is that because you you know you had to be frame perfect, and because they'd remastered it, they'd. Uh, made the the frame rate slightly janky. So, oh, that took weeks and weeks to do. And I I I I, I rounded up my telly a few times, but I have calmed down in the um, <laughs> in the, uh, the the remaining years.
0: Yeah, I've never heard the expression <clears throat> "rounded up my telly," but I'm going to use it for the rest of the year. I just want you to know that I'm going <laughs> to steal that from you. You're going to hear me say that on other podcasts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, um, no, no, I, I I'm just yeah. It's kind of it's like. When you die now, it's like oh, okay, and it's I and with particularly with Bloodborne, you kind of the the, the running past people that never occurred to me. I'm, I'm sure I think a bunch of people have mentioned that on previous. episodes. like you 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 encounter an enemy. What do you do? Do you fight them or do you just run past them really really quickly? I'll do the latter. Yeah, so. <laughs>
0: Well, tell me about Dark Souls Three, like as a as the third game in a in a series that you obviously have spent a lot of time on and, and have liked quite a bit. Uh, what was your experience playing through that? Did you enjoy the kind of faster combat, or did you miss the the slower kind of uh, trudgier pace?
1: I did enjoy it. it. looked It looked lovely on the PlayStation, um, but it kind of suffered. Oh, uh, I can't even remember what the level was, but it's it seemed to suffer from dark souls 2 issue of i absolutely hated in dark souls 2 the um uh the forest of fallen giants level and then i think it was with dark souls 3 what's the second level kind of area undead settlement Uh, yeah again it was like oh it it was so but once you got past that, the game opened up and stuff. That was that was um, that was very cool. And uh, you know, the, uh, some of the callbacks to the older games—I know some of them are very, very literal, or you know, absolutely being crowbarred in and then you know, uh, stapled into the game were just like way too obvious for some people. But it was like, oh, you know, they, they've made an effort. You know, they're trying to push all of these three games together somehow. So it was... Um, I did enjoy it. Although the... Um, the... the DLCs, again, I were just absolutely rock solid. And I think the only reason I've managed to complete them is just through doing the co-op thing. So, uh, yeah... That that final dragon where it's got like six thousand million hit points that was that wasn't fun at all.
0: Still haven't killed it. Probably <laughs> probably never will at this point. Like I I've been kind of uh, feeling the urge to get back to Dark Souls Three and just run through it again because it's been so long. And but um I think about some of the DLC fights and I'm like yeah I'm gonna get to Sister Freed and then just you know bug out I'm like okay you can just survive here I'm good I don't need anything from you yeah
1: he was he got to with the, the Medea fight, I think I got two people uh helping me and both of them got killed, where I literally only had one more hit on it, so I was like, Ah, oh, I got this now. You know, I got all cocky with it and then it proceeded to uh I think I had like one Estes left before I managed to kill it, but it was just like, Oh thank god I don't have to do that again. I think I did it on like the third attempt. It was just it was you know, you see some some runs of where people have just over and over and it was like oh it's i do love the, the souls games but it's the the getting to the boss through the rest of the level like once you've done all the shortcuts and stuff sometimes that's a bit like you know it takes you longer to get to the boss than the actual boss fight or you know you wait you, you, you spend two minutes of your, your gameplay getting to it and then it just
0: takes you out in one hit and it's like
1: oh great i that all over again. Thank you very much.
0: <laughs> yeah did you uh, uh, did you also do like multiple playthroughs on that game like you did the previous games?
1: Um, again, it was just enough to get the uh, the platinum. The <laughs> platinum <go-to. laughs> Oh, I, I just, I, it, it's that um, the the Pavlovian effect of just the, the sound of the trophy just makes me very, very, very happy. So, uh,
0: did you know you can just download it and put it on your phone and play it anytime you want to? Oh, I had it on my phone for a good <laughs> two years. <laughs> Microsoft, I uh, I've been playing on Xbox One recently, and uh, they used to just use the achievement noise for achievements. And uh, now the Xbox one seems to use that same like pop noise whenever they're sending you a notification. So like, I get it's, it's used to be very exciting to hear that little pop noise and like, Oh, I did (laughs) something cool. And now it's just like, Oh, Microsoft has an update for me about game pass (laughs) or something really dumb. So, well, as as somebody that's put a lot of hours into these games and that obviously loves them dearly. um, (laughs) Do do you have any like stories or things that stick out at you about the series that, that that you'd like to talk about on the podcast?
1: Um, No, no. Other than the just camping out outside Arturias for three weeks, just helping people, it's it's pretty much been uh, um uneventful. At least, well, you know, <laughs> I've enjoyed them. But there's it's there a couple of times where people have invaded me, and you you just you know you they send you uh you know. Uh, a Dark Souls haters t- style message. Mm. And I, I just kind of casually replied. It's like, oh, that's all right. Your mum says hello. And th- then they stop uh, re- re- replying. So, um, yeah, it was just... Oh, oh, the, the, the one that uh, um, annoyed lots of people is, you know, it's like, oh, how dare you do that to me? You quit. You- you're playing a video game. You- you're getting annoyed at a complete stranger. So uh, maybe you need to look at your life a bit better. You know, it was just... I, 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 it's just, I don't know that, that's about as exciting as it gets just you know troll trolling other players until they stop messaging any <laughs> mess, messaging you anymore so.
0: what uh yeah. what would you like to see from from software in the future like obviously we're in a, a pretty good spot with Securo coming out um Next month, which seems like way too soon, uh, but Sekiro comes out next month, and then they've got up some unannounced stuff. But what's your what's your dream project for from software next?
1: Um, here's where all the Dark Souls fanboys roll their eyes massively. I quite I've been really happy with the Dark Souls four. You know, just oh yeah, <clears throat> give, give a couple of give a couple of nods to the original games, but don't you know overegg the pudding like they did with Dark Souls three. But you know... I like playing a man with a sword hitting things. So, you know, sure.
0: You got to know what you like in life. And if you're, if you like a man with a sword hitting things, then that's, you know, that's what you'd like.
1: Although I do like your idea that you've mentioned a couple of times, like, you know, um, cowboy souls, that would be good.
0: I could be, no, I, could, I could, really Dead be souls. in the cowboy souls. I need to pay someone. I need to commission like a whole series of just like bloodborne ass Western art. I need to find that from somebody. <laughs> if you're out there and you're like, I could draw that, like hit me up on Twitter and like <laughs> let me, we can talk. I will pay you for like six months to make art for me for this project.
1: Because <laughs> that would be great with, uh, you know, the open world aspect of Red Dead Redemption. That would, that would work really well. Like say every single, all of the levels or whatever all the bosses were kind of holed up in uh villages or towns and stuff like that that would be cool rather rather than the you know um the the warping in, warping to the bonfires and stuff like that so uh yeah I, 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 i'd buy that
0: well andy thank you so much for um Number one, waiting on my guest list so long. I really appreciate the patience with me. But thank you for guesting. Thank you for coming on and sharing your story with us. I, I very much appreciate it.
1: Thank you for having me. It's been lovely.
0: I know you said uh, right before we began recording that you're in a band. Do you want to talk about that and where else you can be found on the internet? Um, basically, you
1: can't find me anywhere else because I don't do Twitter and all of that. Um, okay. But um, uh, I'm in a band called English Jones where... Uh, uh, a kind of semi-acoustic trio and, uh, and we play around the Birmingham area and, uh, yeah it's uh, you can find us on uh, Facebook on uh, com. I think it is if you search English Jones Band in Facebook you'll find us and uh, if you put English Jones in YouTube there's a whole bunch of videos of us as well that have been filmed by a lovely man called david bars so uh, yeah you'll get an idea of what we sound like but it's it's kind of 80s influenced um pop and rock and uh, yeah it's
0: it's i
1: like it so yeah there you go
0: and you've got a woman bass player which is the most important thing that a band needs
1: yes yes <laughs> so she's um, muse, uh, muse awesome she's ace so uh yes
0: well we'll put some uh I'll put a track at the end of this so people can get a, a chance to check it out and I'll have a link to that in the show notes so that if they like it they can go listen to more.
1: Awesome. Thank you very much. We we're, we're currently wrapping up an album so that'll be out soon and uh, and then we're going to be playing um uh hopefully uh they have uh, like food festivals over here in Britain um mm-hmm. where it's just you know uh, stalls of local uh uh food supplies and stuff, but there's always like a music stage and we've been on those for a like lot, the past four or five years. So they're always good fun. So we'll probably, you'll probably find us up and down the country, uh, at, at a few of those. So, uh, yeah.
0: Oh, that's cool. I'll, uh, yeah, we'll definitely, if people are into the music, I will definitely follow that. I'm sure. Cause there's plenty of people that listen to it from England. So cool. <laughs> um, as always, I've been your host, Jeremy Greer. You can find me on Twitter at JG Greer. You can find the podcast at don't give up skeleton um, by the time this comes out, Secura would have been out. So I am going to cautiously, I may have to edit this out later. I'm going to cautiously talk about my new project. Uh, it's a Patreon exclusive podcast where I am re-interviewing previous guest from don't give up skeleton. started out with the, uh, the first guest that I ever recorded with, which was uh, Lurker zero, AKA my friend Kyle. And then following that up with uh, the lore hunter, AKA Sean. And it's going to be a retrospective podcast um, where I talk about, these guests, where they were when we originally recorded with from software and Souls games and where they are now how Sekiro kind coming out has kind of changed the landscape or maybe even if they've fallen out of love with the series entirely so patreon.com slash don't give up skeleton is the place to go for that don't give up skeleton.com has links to every other way you could support the show uh, and I appreciate everybody that's been doing that thank you for listening as always and remember until next week don't give up skeleton
1: one two Oh, und Wasser!